4: Welcome, welcome, welcome to Friday. It's the Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. I'm David Van Camp. There is Scott Robbins. Jamie Markley is on special assignment. Friday at last. He's handing yes. out rifles in Ukraine. Is that what as he's doing? We speak. Yeah, okay. No, he's he's on a beach in Florida, I think. Uh yeah. Well, anyway, we'll get right to it. What's happening in Ukraine is is awful. Yep. It is all out war. It looks like this is being taken into the streets right now as the Government of Ukraine has not only waived many of the civilian firearm restrictions, but the report is they've handed out ten thousand fully automatic rifles now because the next phase of this operation is going to involve street to street urban warfare yeah uh which is terrifying. However, I think that in the early portion of this invasion, there was a weird thing that i that I've noticed now. In American media, is that they almost wanted to copy and paste what happened in Afghanistan back in August into Ukraine.
5: That's a great point.
4: I like, agree. Like yeah. Russia was going to come in, they're going to steamroll, and it's going to be over.
5: Yeah, they're going to be laying down their arms with their and, hands up and, and you know right. surrendering.
4: Yeah. And I admit it. I admit, you know, I, I just kind of was like, yeah, I guess that's the that's going to be the case because they're surrounded by Russia, and Russia does have uh, superior materials sure with which to fight a war that's true but these guys are laying it out there right now oh yeah and there is a lot more resistance than russia even expected especially in kiev the fighting continues there did you see the mayor there's an old boxer
5: yeah dude's in a foxhole with a rifle <laughs> yeah the guys
4: saying no i'm taking up a rifle yep. and i'm going to go yes he is uh, meanwhile Men ages 18 to 60 are not allowed to leave Ukraine because the Ukrainian government has said, we need you to fight. And a lot of people are putting up a fight. Yeah. And it is becoming, again, a taller order for Russia to do what it thought it was going to do a lot more easily.
5: Yeah, their military didn't have to watch a video on diversity
4: training before they took arms. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Uh, any uh, vaccine mandates in place? I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. well, but- I, I
5: now I just assumed the Ukrainians would be asking before the Russians invaded to see the proof of vaccination <laughs> and wear a mask. <laughs> right, exactly. Because after all, you know, the virus is still out there, David.
4: Yeah, meanwhile here, you know, there's a lot of talk about whether or not Joe Biden, our president, is going far enough. You know, they're not targeting energy right now. The current flow of oil and gas coming out of Russia, which seems like that's like the the biggest vulnerability for Russia at this moment. But they're throwing all these sanctions out there, right? Hoping that in about a month, we'll see a change. People in Ukraine yeah. are like, we don't have a month. OK, well, President Biden made some news yesterday during a press conference about the Russian invasion of Ukraine, because apparently economic sanctions against Russia or even the threat of those sanctions was not an effort to stop Russia from invading.
5: This makes no sense at this
4: all. This was news to me, but here, here is the president. No one expected the sanctions to prevent anything from happening. This is going to take time. It's not going
1: to occur. He's going to say, oh, my God, these sanctions are coming. I'm going to stand down. He's going to test the resolve of the West to see if we stay together, and we will. We will, and it will impose significant costs on him.
4: Well, that doesn't make sense because the administration has been saying the opposite for weeks, and I have a uh, more fleshed-out montage than what we played yesterday towards the end of the show. If you want to hear all these administration officials talking about what the purpose of threatening sanctions even was. The purpose of the sanctions, in the first instance, is to try to deter Russia from going to war. The president believes
3: that sanctions are intended to deter. We want them to have a deterrent effect. They're meant to prevent and deter a large-scale invasion. The sanctions are designed, in the first instance, to try to deter
4: Russia from taking further aggression.
6: The purpose of the sanctions has always been and continues to be deterrence.
4: And then the president comes out yesterday and is like, "Well, I, that's not really what we, not really what we meant." Did you hear the White House press secretary talking about this? Mm, Yes. Jen Psaki, White House press secretary, was asked, hey, wait a minute. You guys have been saying for weeks that sanctions or even the threat of sanctions was meant to prevent Russia from doing this, saying, hey, if you do this, there's going to be a cost. And obviously that didn't work. Well, here's what Jen Psaki had to say about uh, what Joe Biden went out and said yesterday.
6: Well, I would say that later in the later in the back and forth or the press avail, he also said when asked um, if sanctions cannot stop President Putin, what penalty can? And he said, I didn't say sanctions couldn't stop him, which leads me to believe that's not exactly what he meant.
4: <laughs> and this is one of many problems of having a senile man as president.
5: Well, if that wasn't exactly what he meant, then what exactly did he mean?
2: Right.
5: Because he said pretty, pretty that's clearly. That's what he said, yeah. The sanctions... I understood it. <laughs> And believe me, I don't understand much that comes out of that cake hole,
4: but I got that one. Right, that actually sounded like the English language. We all heard it.
5: Yes. No one expected the sanctions to prevent anything from happening.
4: Right. And as you just heard, multiple administration officials for weeks have been saying the exact opposite Mm -hmm. of that. But I know there are bigger fish to fry with the Russia-Ukraine issue. And I know you feel very passionately about this. Yeah. Uh, it's Joy Behar on The View, may not get to take a vacation.
5: One of the most despicable human beings on the planet is Joy Behar.
4: This is from ABC's The View yesterday. They're kicking around the whole, what What exactly is going on in Ukraine? The death, the destruction, the pillaging of a nation at the hands of Russia. Here's part of that conversation. I think this, is this Sonny Hostin who starts it off? Yeah,
5: Sonny Hostin starts it. See, so you got Sonny and Joy bringing yeah. you the good news. There yes. you go, yeah.
6: Estimates are 50,000 Ukrainians will be dead or wounded yeah. and that this is going to start a humanitarian crisis, a refugee crisis in Europe. We're talking yeah. about 5 million people yeah. that, that are going to be displaced. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's heartbreaking to hear what is going to happen. Yeah. Well, I'm scared of what's going to happen in, in Western Europe, too. Yeah. Huh? You know, you just you plan a trip. You want to go there. I want to go to Italy for four years. I haven't been able to make it because of of uh, the pandemic. And now this, you know, it's, it's like who's going to what's going to happen there.
5: Yeah, <laughs> right. she's unbelievable. I'm <laughs> supposed to go to Italy, Italy, Scott. It's screwing up my vacation plans. Stupid covid now. Stupid war. I just want to go to Italy. <laughs> yeah, and I'm watching this last night and, you know, I'm watching it on TV. and This picture of a nurse holding a premature baby makeshift bomb shelter going on and you got that whatever that is harping about how she won't get her vacation in italy this year right how shameful but you know what they they have no self-awareness at all none no none the, and and the thing is she's typical of some of the thinking that's going on what a horrible person mm-hmm. okay i'm i'm complete not not that i ever thought she was any good anyway but yeah. geez meanwhile back it in man
4: Meanwhile, this is a story of, uh, of bravery in the face of danger. Uh, and I'm not talking about Joy Behar going ahead with her Italian vacation. Jeez. Uh, Maybe Snake they Island. They don't want her there either. Maybe
5: they'll <laughs> say yes, stay away.
4: Snake Island in Ukraine. Yeah. The, the, the story that's come out, if it, if it is, if it is 100% true, is the stuff of legends. So as the story goes, 13 soldiers faced a Russian warship. Now, tragically, all of the Ukrainian uh, soldiers were killed. But in a radio transmission, you can hear the Russians telling them to surrender. Hey, this is a warship. You need to surrender. Put down your arms. All of that. You're our territory now. Now, one of the Ukrainian soldiers can be heard in a radio broadcast asking his fellow soldier if he should tell the Russians to go bleep themselves. Oh. (laughs) The other soldier said, yeah, just in case. So the last transmission was, Russian warship, go bleep yourself. All right. And so that's sort of become almost like a remember the Alamo kind of moment. A uh, rally rallying cry. You know, facing impossible odds, but saying, no, we're, we're not going to just lay down arms and let you do this. Mm-hmm. So they have been awarded hero status in Ukraine. Um, tragic, but some of the stories that you're hearing out of Ukraine right now with the fighting that even normal civilians are willing to partake in. I think is inspiring because so much of what we've seen in America and American politics has been driven yep. by absolute cowardice. Yep. And fear. Yep. Mask mandates on children, things yep. like that. And then to hear people say, No, that we're gonna stand up for what we think is right.
5: Well, I mean also just the patriotism involved in that. Yeah. I mean just the patriotism involved in that. I mean it's 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 phenomenal.
2: Yeah.
5: And again, I, I don't I, I think Ukraine was corrupt. I think it's a corrupt country. I think it has been corrupt for a while. But at the same time they have their sovereignty and they sure as hell isn't gonna turn the keys over to Russia without a fight. No, and, and you're right about the getting the perception that this is Afghanistan too. Because that was my perception. Yeah. That this was just gonna be a bunch of people that just handed them weapons and went, Okay, we're done. You know, they're fighting like hell, man.
4: Yeah, they are. Uh, Meanwhile, one last thing to put a button on this. uh, Applebee's has paused airing ads (laughs) on CNN. Have they really? And they put an apology out after the network aired one of their ads during a live broadcast of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. We played this a couple of times yesterday, but if you missed it, what what you're going to hear is the audio from the broadcast as they're going to commercial break on CNN. You've got the bomb sirens going off. This dramatic scene, as the camera pans across a cityscape that is bracing for war, and then you've got an Applebee's commercial that abruptly comes in over the air over the sound of air raid sirens. Yes. And a little bit of chicken pie. It was unbelievable. So, so Applebee's. Now Applebee's isn't at fault for the placement. No, of they that. didn't they, do it. They, they no. didn't do it. They just bought some ad time, right? Yeah. Uh, Applebee spokesperson said to Forbes's uh, Marty Swant, "We are deeply concerned about the situation in Ukraine. When we were made aware that our ads that our ad was placed in this manner, we immediately reached out to CNN to pause our advertising on their network. It never should have aired, and we are disappointed in the actions of the network." Unreal. It, well, unreal. I feel like MSNBC is getting a pass because they did the exact same thing, the yeah. exact same commercial. I guess it was like a breaking news buy or something like that, that Apple. Apparently. I got that stupid song stuck in my head. More on the way. This is the Mark Bank Camp and Robin Show. van camp and robin show i'm david van camp there is scott robbins jamie markley is on special assignment he's running guns into ukraine (laughs) yeah he's, he's he's on vacation he'll be back on monday thank you so much for being here uh president biden making some well what would be bigger news if there weren't war in europe going on right now i think he's hoping it's going to be
5: bigger news yeah
4: uh he is nominating a or a he has named his nominee to replace supreme court justice stephen breyer who is retiring who is at the who end is it? of this who is it? Who is term it? uh judge Kendaji brown jackson i had her on my pool you did
5: yeah i win ten dollars yeah
4: <laughs> good, good for you uh
5: she, is she became the first woman ever named Kendaji To uh, be nominated to the Supreme
4: Court. That is true. Glass all over the floor, buddy. There you go. Glass
5: all over the floor.
4: She is currently a judge for the U.S. Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia. Uh, So Biden wrote this morning in a tweet confirming the pick, I'm proud to announce that I am nominating Judge Kendaji Brown-Jackson to serve on the Supreme Court. Currently serving on the U.S. Court of Appeals for the D.C. Circuit, she is one of our nation's brightest legal minds and will be an exceptional justice," says Joe Biden. Well, somebody wrote that for Joe Biden, obviously. He, I mean, uh,
5: James Clyburn not happy.
4: He's, he's not, not
5: say anything yet. Yeah, no, that wasn't his pick. You know, he has submitted his pick, and it wasn't her. Really? Yeah. And uh, same goes for
4: Lindsey. Apparently, he's mad well, too. Lindsey Graham voted to confirm her to the. You know, I court, thought that so. was true. And yeah. <laughs> so listen, no. I here's the thing, and. and I know that, you know, Republican senators are not going to listen to me for advice. I understand that. Just shouting this from the peanut gallery. Okay. Keep your mouth shut. Yeah, she's a leftist judge. Nothing you can do to stop it. These are the rules. The president has the right to nominate somebody, and the Senate, whoever controls the Senate, has the right to bring this nomination to the floor for a vote, and it looks like this can happen, right? Okay. Mm Okay. So keep your mouth shut. That's all. Let let the left fight amongst themselves, because you are going to have some ideological battles there Mm -hmm. over whether or not she's progressive enough, whether or not she's too progressive, you know, all of that, okay? Let the Democrats fall on the sword on this one. There's part of me that thinks, even going a step further, vote to confirm. If you're not going to be able to stop it anyway, don't let the left say they tried to stop the first African-American woman getting on the Supreme Court.
5: You know, that's a great strategy. That's a very good strategy. And, and I don't know if there's going to be a whole lot of pushback here. No. I mean, I think it would be stupid if they did. I agree. Yeah, don't. You can put up a little fight and say, well, it's an activist judge. And right. You can vote against a confirmation. Mm-hmm. You can be on record as voting against it. But at the end of the day, bigger fish to fry here, man.
4: Right. I, I mean, much again, bigger
5: fish to fry. I mean, I, I, now I, this is huge. I get it, but you still have the the massive majority.
4: Oh sure, you know. So I mean, the balance of the court does not change. Doesn't one change at all. With no. This. So Breyer was a liberal. So yeah. I mean, whatever. I, I again, I'd go a step further. I know it's not going to be popular, but I'd go a step further and just say, yeah, vote to confirm. Whatever. Don't let them tout out the racist and sexist thing. Well, you know? don't
5: let them take your attention away from the fact that you're paying five dollars a gallon for gas. Right. Exactly. And, and there's a freaking war going
4: on. Exactly. Yeah, don't, don't let them do that.
5: Yeah, yeah I, I, I see. I see your strategy there mm-hmm. and I like it. Yeah.
4: Uh, meanwhile, President Biden said yesterday that uh, no one ever thought sanctions would stop Putin from invading, even though that's literally been the line for weeks from the White House. Now, Dalip Singh, an administration official, was asked about this yesterday because obviously the threat of sanctions were unsuccessful. Well, you know what? They're pulling levers, Scott. They're
5: signaling How the, about the world toolbox. is, is watching? It open? Is the toolbox open? The toolbox is
4: open, Scott. All right. <laughs> Here he is. All
3: right. Look, we, we signaled as clearly as we could what was coming if Russia proceeded with an invasion. Um, you know, as I mentioned before, economic costs of this severity... Generally, matter uh, to any leader uh, because of the effect it has on on his people's living standards. In this case, Putin made the wrong choice.
4: Mm-hmm. I'm guessing he he calculated the cost in.
5: Uh, well, I'm sure <laughs> he did. Said, I don't yeah. care.
4: Right? You not know, care. I keep hearing this weeping and wailing about. Well, well, you know, Putin's really going to have to stop and think about what this is going to do to his people. He doesn't care. I mean, that's been the hallmark of Russian leadership for a 100 years. they don't actually longer than that, but in modern Russia, they, they don't care what happens to the people. I mean, the hallmark is that they're willing in war to send wave after wave of young men to their deaths. Just try to yep. overwhelm you with numbers. That's it. It's what they do. You think he cares? But about the Russian people, I do want to say we've been talking about the bravery on display of everyday citizens in Ukraine. I do want to give a shout out to some of the Russian people? Have you seen the massive protests going on? Yes. And, and this isn't this isn't like Trudeau level fascism, right? Where they freeze your bank accounts and all that stuff. Right. This is like you're risking imprisonment. You're risking going into a dark cell and not seeing the light of day or even a trial for a long, long time. The Russians don't play around with this stuff, but there have been people going out and protesting. I don't know if you saw a tennis player at a tournament uh, just recently. Stopped what he was doing, grabbed a marker, and on the camera that was facing him wrote, no war, please, and then walked away. Like, I know that seems like, in the grand scheme of things, not the biggest thing in the world, but remember the context, you know?
5: What prison was he hauled off to?
4: Right, right, exactly. I mean, this is a a guy who is making a statement that very likely, or very possibly, I'll say that, possibly, could lead to him getting poisoned by his own government. Yes. I mean, they, they, they straight up kill dissidents. And I know it's a different country, but, I mean, in China, you saw what happened with Peng Shui. She speaks out against the government, and she goes missing, and then winds up throwing away her tennis career. I mean, these are these are thugs who do not think the way that you and I do. So it does take an awful lot of bravery to even do something as simple as that.
5: They don't know how to protest properly, though. You got to start stealing stuff from stores. Right. <laughs> burning <laughs> yeah. down federal buildings and you know.
4: Raid Moscow's Apple store. That's you that's it. Yeah. That. Right. Hillary Clinton's weighed in. All right, uh, we'll get to that next. Van Camp and Robin show. I'm David Van Camp. There is Scott Robbins. Jamie Markley is on special assignment. Hillary Clinton. Somebody is uh, wanting her opinion on things. Scott, when it comes to Ukraine and Russia invading Ukraine. Okay. Yeah, Hillary Clinton, the famous... I don't know if anybody wants it or
5: not. She's just got her hand up all the time. I have an opinion.
4: (laughs) Here we go. Uh, So she has weighed in on the Russian invasion of Ukraine, and she's blaming Trump, of course. No
5: kidding. She's blamed Trump? Uh, Yeah. Well, Well, I'm shocked!
4: (laughs) (laughs) Coming up in the next hour, water is wet. Yeah. Uh, Here is Hillary Clinton as she is praising biden and giving a little slap backhand to donald trump
6: well mika i think that it has been um, well uh executed uh there is no doubt that we were not in a position just a few years ago to rally anybody, and now with uh, President Biden rallying uh, NATO, rallying (laughs) uh, not only Western Europe and Eastern Europe, but far beyond those borders, to understand the very real threat that Vladimir Putin poses, uh, and then to Mm -hmm. begin imposing sanctions that will ratchet up. uh, And I think that is exactly what he should be doing.
4: Okay. I There's a big tell in that audio mm-hmm. because the basically the setup was, how do you think Joe Biden is doing right, right now? Listen to this. She doesn't usually stumble this much when she's speaking unless she is caught in a lie or unless she's about to lie. Mm-hmm. Just having followed her in the even oh, yeah. just as recently as the 2016 presidential campaign, you know this. But listen. Well,
6: Mika, I think that it has been um, well uh, executed. Uh, There is no doubt that we were not in a position just a few years ago to rally anybody.
4: (laughs) It's like her brain is saying, "Okay, try to not sound horrible. Try to not try to not dump all over Joe Biden and transfer to Trump. It's like, look, what Donald Trump did with NATO was get member nations to up their spending on their own defense that's a net positive but they're like well he didn't speak the way that statesmen speak so what who cares neither does joe is nato better prepared today or worse off today as a result of the trump presidency the answer objectively speaking is it's better off because Trump was willing to go out and name names, point the finger, be like, "Hey, Germany, you're you're barely spending near uh, you're barely spending the amount that you agreed to spend on your own defense."
5: And who can't we get to come join us now? Right, Germany, exactly. Yeah, we're having a problem getting them to budge.
4: Uh huh. Exactly.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean it. You knew this was going to happen. I mean, this is so predictable. You can set your watch to it. If Hillary Clinton's got her hand up, she's going to say something, and it's going to be derogatory towards Trump. She hates Trump for a number of reasons and he took away her presidency. Oh yeah, starting with that. Yeah. You know, but it's like it's just I, I read a couple of things yesterday about that. It's like if Donald Trump hadn't have left the, you know, our uh superior our our ability to negotiate with the other countries in shambles. You know, it's like what?
4: What are you actually talking about though? That well, I don't actually know. I mean, doesn't make any sense because no, it doesn't. No. Because sometimes you gotta go in and say, Hey look, there's a new sheriff in town and we're gonna do things a little bit different. It doesn't
5: matter. He's not there. He didn't make this decision.
4: Okay, well he's not right. the one who screwed the pooch with the nuclear or with the uh submarine deal with Australia. No. And
5: he's not the one that shut off the Keystone Pipeline.
4: He's not that. He's yeah, not the he's... one that lifted sanctions on Nord Stream two, the big no. pipeline going from Russia to Germany.
5: None of this, no.
4: Joe Biden's the guy who did that.
5: Biden can fix this thing today. Mm-hmm. And leave things as they are. Yeah. But he's got to go ahead and flip the key back to Keystone. He's got to go ahead and offer and and get some more drilling done in this country. But he won't because he's afraid of the green weenies. Yeah. Not going to happen.
4: Now, Joe Biden also, did you see this in the New York? I'm sorry, the failing failing New York Times. Over three months, senior Biden administration officials held half a dozen urgent meetings with top Chinese officials in which the Americans presented intelligence showing Russia's troop buildup around Ukraine and asked the Chinese government to tell Russia to not invade. But, of course, Chinese government officials rebuffed the Americans, saying they didn't think an invasion was in the works. And after one diplomatic exchange in December, U.S. officials found out that Beijing was sharing information with Moscow. So so you have the adults in the room in the Biden administration Mm -hmm. saying, hey, China, would you please, pretty please help us out? And the Chinese government's just like, okay, well, what are are you talking about here? Here, give me some documents. Give me some intelligence, okay? Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, that's very interesting. Hey, Vlad, guess what the Americans know you're doing? (laughs) Right. Oh, dear. Maybe I should change plan. (laughs) Biden was feeding intel back to Moscow. This is absurd.
5: Yeah, I. Mean, oh yeah, I, yeah, it is. I mean,
4: I mean it's like any time, any time Donald Trump would say anything or have an off-the-cuff remark about Vladimir Putin or something, it'd be you know, we, we'd be at red alert level in the media, you know, but here you have the administration actively handing over through China intelligence back to the Russian government. As we are scheming to try to prevent what has happened now in Ukraine. And nothing? It's like, nothing. It, okay, it's a report in the New York Times. That's it. Is anybody going to start talking about, oh, is there a P tape on Joe Biden? I don't know. I don't know. What does Russia have on Joe Biden? It's very interesting how that works. Uh, you mentioned oil and gas. Yeah. The and, energy
5: production in this yeah. country.
4: Well, as gas prices skyrocket, the Biden administration announced this week that they are indefinitely delaying new oil and gas drilling on federal land and other energy-related actions, okay. following a federal court ruling that blocks the administration from using their social cost of carbon estimate. This was in the uh, Daily Wire. Uh, so a judge in the uh, Western District of Louisiana blocked federal agencies from using this estimate, known as the social cost of carbon, to assess pollution from carbon emissions by energy production and other industrial sources. So this decision blocked the Biden administration from using that. And instead, now that they cannot use this, they're just going to indefinitely delay <laughs> oil and gas exploration in the United States. As we are barreling towards a legit energy crisis, crisis. in this world. Yeah. They're bowing down at the shrine of greater Thunberg what the hell is this, Scott? I'm hearing from people all over the place today telling me that overnight,
5: overnight, some people, depending on where you were, the gas prices went up 20 cents a gallon. Overnight. Yeah. Overnight. Now, where I'm currently at and where you're currently at, David, I've seen increases. Mm-hmm. I mean, every day it's two or three cents higher. Not or not overnight 20 cents. That's a bit extreme. Yeah. But you see what they're paying in California now. Oh, It's yeah. over $5 a gallon because
4: mm-hmm.
5: you got all the tax... Surrounding it, state tax too, environmental tax, everything else under the sun. Yeah, this is the thing, man. This is what people. This is what is killing us. And you, it in, because it includes everything from the food you eat. It's all transported via truck. It yeah. comes to the store from trucks. Those trucks need gas. The gas is out of sight. The trucking companies raise the cost that comes to you. To do that, to ship it. So the meat prices also have to go up so everybody makes their money too.
4: This is how it works. This isn't tough. This could be solved in an hour. I mean, you think about the national average right now is closing in on a dollar more expensive than it was a year ago. Yes, a dollar. (laughs) I mean, just in the last week, it's gone up almost a quarter. Yes, yes, yes. And the Biden administration's response is, "Yeah, we're we're going to go ahead and stop, or make sure that we're 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 not going to uh, extend new oil and gas production.
5: And and what we did have before, we're not going to reopen. We shut it down. We're not going to reopen it. Golly, man, it's it, unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, for the amount of money you could make up, you could make up the volume with Keystone that we were getting from Russia. Mm. You could make that up with the Keystone pipeline being allowed to operate." No, of course not. No. Well, why? You know why? Because which? you're beholden to green weenie stuff. You, you, well, you dove into the deep end, and you can't find your way out of it now.
4: Well, I mean, you know where this. I, I think what John Kerry said, the special climate envoy or whatever. Yeah. This made-up title that he right. has. Yeah. I mean, what he said in that interview a couple of days ago. Yeah. Is is exactly where the Biden administration is here. If you missed that, here's what John Kerry had to say yeah. about Russia's threat to Ukraine. Massive
1: uh, emissions consequences to the war, but equally importantly, you're going to lose people's focus. You're going to lose uh, certainly big country attention because they will be diverted, and and uh, I think it could have a damaging impact. So, you know, I think hopefully President Putin would realize that in the northern part of his country, they used to live on 66 percent of a nation that was over frozen land. Now it's thawing and his infrastructure is at risk, and the people of Russia are at risk. And so I hope President Putin will help us to stay on track with respect to what we need to do for the climate. Yeah. Well,
5: he, he's not going to. No. He doesn't care about that. No,
4: he doesn't. What a ridiculous... I mean, <laughs> this is the elitist jack wagon. Well, this is just... Related to things like COVID lockdowns and mask mandates, vaccine mandates, a lot of the people who are the biggest proponents of things like this, or the green energy revolution, right. are the ones who stand to lose nothing as a result of it. No, you're right. You think John Kerry is worried about the fact that gas prices on average in this country have gone up about a quarter in the last nope. like week or month? Nope. You think he cares? He doesn't care. <laughs> I mean, is he really going to have to sacrifice anything? No. So why do we listen to people like this? We do it all the time. I know. I, I mean, I mean,
5: it's no, it's it's ridiculous. I think that's, that's he doesn't under he, he he these guys have no concept of what it's really like to be a family of four, up upper to middle income family or below, trying to make ends meet with this. They don't have a clue. When was the last time you think John Kerry stopped in at the local grocery store and picked up a canned ham on his way home? Never. Never. I no. mean, never. No. He has no clue. No. They have he, no idea. He just sits there and runs his mouth about, well, the only thing he's focused on is green weenie. No.
4: He'll, he'll get his ketchup. All right. That, right. Well, that's, yeah. that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Right. yeah. Uh, we got more of that on the way. Also, 70% of people look forward to this we'll get to that so much more this is the markley Band camp and robin Show. van camp and robin show i'm david van camp there's scott robbins jamie markley is on special assignment one of your favorite scott is back in the news eric swalwell well eric swalwell is the california congressman who was also having a torrid love affair with a chinese spy named fang 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 yes he's still, pathetic still he's sits pathetic. on the, <laughs> the yeah. house intelligence
5: committee huh see the weird beard he's gotten out too by the way yeah, i've seen yeah that. yeah mm-hmm. he's growing out
4: It makes him look a little less like a confused 12-year-old. That's true. Uh, He is suggesting that we kick out Russian students out of American universities. Oh, my. Like if they are, well, one, I mean, I thought this was a xenophobic attack, okay? If we're playing by the rules of the left for the last, what, now, seven years, that is an un-American and and deeply xenophobic and hateful (sighs) type of rhetoric. And the idea is expelling anybody who has ties to Russian oligarchs, anybody in the Russian government, pretty much same thing, but I that, you know I actually I don't I don't disagree with Eric's Hall well in this case. But we gotta do the same thing for China. But the guy saying it <laughs> right slept with a
5: spy. <laughs> right. And he's going to kick people out for associating with Russia, <laughs> having right. This guy is sleeping with a spy. We
4: can't even kick people out of Congress when they've been compromised by foreign spies. No.
5: Sleeping with a foreign spy. Yes. And he's all, he's on top of Pious Mountain now, wanting to throw him out. <laughs> right. Golly. Just you guys you'd... have no shame.
4: They have no, none. They have. No, none, none.
5: Gosh dang! I
4: thought you would enjoy that from Eric's I wall. Twowall. He's... He's
0: yeah. Oh, oh,
4: Boy, here's a here's a heck of an update. Uh, on the COVID front, tech giant Google has now announced that it is ending its company's COVID-19 vaccine mandate for Good. workers here in the United States. Good. They say that, well, the virus numbers have fallen low enough that we can reopen the San Francisco area headquarters and bring workers back into the office for three days a week. Now, they've had two years, of, or almost two years, of uh strict pandemic restrictions but google real estate and workplace services vice president david radcliffe sent a message to workers stating the company is lifting the testing requirement imposed in january which applied even to vaccinated employees and in addition google is dropping its social distancing requirement and masks for vaccinated employees in most areas they said that a few cities will still require masks uh, but they are likely to drop them soon it feels like the game is kind of up here, Scott.
5: It is. But
4: no, you, it is. Yeah. got enough people saying, hey, this doesn't make sense. We really are just kind of shooting ourselves in the foot right now by yeah. saying that unvaccinated people can't work for us, especially because vaccinated people can still get it and still spread it. hmm So we're going to quietly do away with this. And they're going to use the term the science has changed because that's their way of weaseling out. Mm-hmm of accepting the fact that they've been wrong about this.
5: I like the way they say you're back into the office three days a week because on Tuesdays and Thursdays, <laughs> you know, those are the bad days for the virus. Right. Yeah. You know, you if, if you hear Tuesdays and Thursdays, that's the day the virus works overtime. I mean, it doesn't that make any sense. Right. Either go back or you don't go back. <laughs> right? Right. I mean, what difference does it make? I don't know. I
4: it, It's been the same
5: thing. It's like we're still doing something. Right. Yeah, but Okay.
4: Well, I, I thought it was the same thing whenever you'd have a municipality announce, okay, starting uh, Friday at midnight, we're going to institute a mask mandate. Right. But it's, they make that announcement on a Wednesday or a Tuesday. Right. It's mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we're safe from COVID for the next two or three days. Right. But at midnight, that's when COVID's invading.
5: Yeah, get all that coughing on people out of your system. Right, right exactly. <laughs> so you won't be able to do it after that. If
4: you want to sneeze in Grandma's mouth, now's the time. <laughs> Got to okay? do it now. Now That's you can right. do it. But as of midnight on Friday, you cannot anymore. Nah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw this little survey, uh, new study. 71% of people say they look forward to plans being canceled.
2: Oh,
5: boy. Um. I mean, I have, I guess, in the past. Mm-hmm. Is this a... In re- relation to the COVID thing, or no? More people are, don't want to be asked because they're unwilling to go out, or
4: no? It's it's more okay. just I, I'd rather stay at home. You know, you get, yeah, yeah. It, if it, well, you know, it's the weekend or whatever. You'd rather just do stuff by yourself.
5: Yeah, you know, when you're paying 180 bucks a month for your cable, I mean, you know, you might <laughs> as well get the most out of it, right? <laughs> right. I want to make
4: yeah. I want to get it down to where I'm only paying about two cents per week. Yes. Uh, yeah. So, seventy-five percent of people say there is nothing better than having no plans for the weekend. That just depends on your season of life, right? If you right. got little kids running around, then that's a totally different thing. It's like tap dancing finals or something. <laughs> right? Right? Exactly. Yeah. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. The Mark Van Camp and Robbins Show. I'm David Van Camp. There is Scott Robbins. Jamie Markley is on special assignment. I, I I just want to throw this at you, Scott, real quick. Let's do it. New York Times reporting on Ukraine and the Russian invasion of Ukraine. They are wondering where is the mask? Where are all these? No, they're not.
5: Masks? Yes. See, I was joking about that. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I was saying to you earlier today. I'm like, hey, so. What happens? I mean, is Russia standing there? Are Ukraine standing there? And they cross, the Russians cross, asking to see their vaccine passport (laughs) or their mask on? I mean, that was a joke. This is real.
4: Yeah, listen to this. The fighting in Ukraine's east is forcing a mass migration to the west that is crowding mass transit centers and trains and jamming roads. Yes. Video images of the large number of Ukrainians on the move show few signs of face coverings yeah. Even as the country is just past a record high point in its infection rate,
5: you know these people. No kidding. <laughs> it's like I, we, their country's we, being bombed and overtaken by a foreign uh, adversary, and they're worried about the
2: masks on.
5: Yeah, <laughs> I tell you, are they as worried on as on our border as they are that one?
4: <laughs> I, I'm just asking. No, they're not. They're not at all. No, no. You got you got men, women, and children sheltering in place, hunkering down in train stations, and they're like, where's your mask? mask. Golly, <laughs> jeez. It's an illness, man. It really is. Uh Meanwhile, Hillary Clinton has weighed in on the Russian invasion of Ukraine, and, of course, she is blaming Donald Trump, and she's saying that, you know, Republicans are just naive. Oh, gosh. They're pushing this narrative that there's this huge segment of conservative America that is like, yeah, Putin invade Ukraine. We love oh, this. Oh, yeah, I know. I... I I don't I don't see that but you know you, it's like no you it's like to a couple of people on Twitter say something and then Donald Trump he did that he did an interview earlier this week and he's been taken completely out of context really where he was saying oh yeah he de- he, he declared these two regions independent how smart is that how genius is that nobody gets sarcasm he's not actually saying oh yeah that's a brilliant move and I support it he's saying oh yeah it's... It's not unlike a lot of the analysis that you're seeing, is that this was his way of saying, I'm not really invading, I'm taking what's mine already.
5: Well, in order for sarcasm to work, I mean, it, there ha- you have to have an audience that is willing to laugh and, and understands humor. Right. These people, don't. They, they have no sense of humor at all. That is true. I mean, none. They laugh at nothing. They're unhappy people. They're no. very unhappy people. No, they, they don't laugh at nothing, Scott.
4: They, wow. they laugh whenever a conservative right. dies of COVID. Yes. That brings them joy. Or loses an appendage or goes blind or something right. like that. That, yeah. that brings that's, them that's joy. But slapper, but that that's a knee slapper. That's about yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, this was uh, Hillary Clinton talking about how naive Republicans are. Yes, the lady who gave Putin <laughs> the reset button. <laughs> literal reset button. Oh, yeah. remember the, One of the, the most humiliating moments yeah. in diplomacy in the United States. Here is Hillary Clinton on MSNBC.
6: Well, I think it's happened because, uh, starting with the ascent of uh, Trump, uh, there has been, sadly, uh, a a total loss of uh, spine and conscience among too many Republicans who uh, at first saw no harm in uh, echoing and parroting the kind of crazy stuff that Trump would say, totally against history, against common sense, uh, as you know so well. There's also another element, which is these people are naive in such a dangerous way. Uh, And I think the naivete uh, that we saw starting with Trump, but which has now been accelerated, uh, is really hard to understand, Joe. But nevertheless, we have to deal with it Mm -hmm. and we have to call it out.
4: What? What is naive about Donald Trump telling NATO to up its game when it comes to spending on defense? What's naive about sending weapons systems in bulk to Ukraine? And what's naive about putting sanctions in place to make sure or to try to make sure that Russia didn't get a foothold or a further foothold on energy in Europe?
5: What's naive is the president sitting there now who told us during the campaign that Vladimir Putin was afraid of him. Right. <laughs> he didn't want him to be president because he was scared of him. He doesn't, he's gone toe-to-toe with him many times. Right. And he knows that, that Putin just quivers in his shoes whenever Sleepy walks in the room. <laughs> he told us that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Joe Biden did. going to take him out behind the, uh, behind the school.
4: Right, he and Putin. In the back yeah. of the gym. Give him. Yeah, a he's gonna corn pop him. Yeah. Okay.
5: He's <laughs> gonna He's gonna corn pop him.
4: But I'm just wondering. Okay, think about everything you've heard from Biden administration officials, whether it's the State Department spokesman Ned Price, whether it's the National Security Advisor, Jake Sullivan, uh, Pentagon spokesperson, anybody who were talking about sternly worded letters during the fall of Kabul. Mm-hmm. They've been talking about, what, what were what were some of the terms that were used? Uh, it, it was aggressive diplomacy with Russia. Mm-hmm. Think about that, and then listen to Donald Trump talking to NATO a few years ago. We played this yesterday, but I think it's worth revisiting yeah, it here. Is. It in is. The, in light of Madam Secretary saying, oh, you know, Republicans are just naive about the way the world works. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: It's very... So we're supposed to protect you against Russia, but they're paying billions of dollars to Russia, and I think that's very inappropriate. And the former chancellor of Germany is the head of the pipeline company that's supplying the gas. Uh, Ultimately, Germany will have almost 70% of their country controlled by Russia with natural gas. So you tell me, is that appropriate? I mean, I've been complaining about this from the time I got in. It should have never been allowed to have happened. Germany is totally controlled by Russia.
4: Yeah, you know, Donald Trump there really does sound like the naive one. Yeah. What a joke. What a joke these people are.
5: And as it turns out, all those sanctions that NATO was, everybody was on the same page, mm-hmm. uh, except Germany apparently isn't.
4: No. They don't have anything to do with this. No, and that that's, yeah, so there's been some back and forth in the European Union, yeah, about Swift the international banking system.
5: Right, exactly. About whether you or don't...
4: not they want to cut Russia out of that, and Germany and Italy are the two countries it, who were saying right. no, we don't want to do that.
5: Yeah, when you get seventy percent of your your petroleum
4: <laughs> from <laughs> Russia, yeah, <laughs> that's problem. You think long and hard about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, whether it's gas, petroleum, whatever. Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, an inflation gauge that is closely monitored by the Federal Reserve jumped six point one percent in January compared with a year ago. Golly. Uh, sharp increases in prices that will likely worsen after Russia's invasion of Ukraine, reports the Associated Press. Yes, inflation is real, it's bad, and it's going to get worse. Let's go, Brandon. Uh, this figure was reported today by the Commerce Department. It was the largest year-over-year rise since 1982, excluding food and energy prices. Core inflation increased 5.2% in January. And incomes were unchanged last month, largely because, as the Associated Press puts it, uh, the monthly child tax credit payments that were included in the financial support package expired. So this is kind of interesting because Joe Biden's been out there saying, yeah, wages are up, wages are oh, up, wages yeah. are up. And this is an admission now that the reason why wages were not quite keeping pace with inflation was because the government was handing out checks to people. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, come tax time, I know people have filed their taxes, and a lot of folks are kind of surprised to find out that that uh, extra payment you might have gotten in the form tax. of a child tax credit tax. Yeah, by but, but, well, well, by, by the way, that was actually in advance. Mm-hmm. So if you are entitled to a refund, it's going to be a smaller refund, or you're actually going to have to pay some of that back. Yeah. Whoops. That's awesome, isn't it? Yeah, Uncle you know, Joe really everything. saving the
5: day here. You'd ever like to have a tutorial on paying some back? I can give it to you.
4: <laughs> well, you you've had a little hour weird long running, right? tutorial. Yeah. yeah, I've had a have had a good run with the IRS. Yes. <laughs> All right. I want to lighten the mood here just just okay. for a second. Right. Okay. There is a viral video making the rounds of a guy who used those little spring doorstop things. Oh yeah. To make Billie Jean. I know some of you have heard this already. The song. Yeah, the song Billie Jean. Oh. And using
5: nothing but the door springs,
4: nothing but the door uh, spring door springs. And then uh, Michael Jackson on top of it. Wow. So here we go. Biggest Michael Jackson fan I know, Scott. Oh right, you've yeah. got the Michael Jackson wall art in your apartment.
5: I, I have. I've seen him live in concert.
4: Do you appreciate this?
5: Yeah, it's funny. I like it. Okay. I, I mean, know. I don't
4: know who sits around
5: and thinks this stuff up because I wonder what it would sound like if we used nothing but door springs. Yeah, it's,
4: it's the who does that. Th- this is the result of uh, the legalization of marijuana. That's what I keep
5: thinking. Yeah, you know, okay, guys are just some hammering. And they're like just, like, they're just hmm, wow. You've got a keyboard and they're playing around with some, yeah,
2: yeah.
4: This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. markley van camp and robin show i'm david van camp there is scott robbins jamie markley is on special assignment he'll be back on monday thank you so much for being here huge news for you scott what you got the cdc says the science has changed again
5: i heard this yes yes
4: as the uh, headline at abc news reads cdc to ease masking recommendations for 70 percent of the country Uh, about time you got on board including inside schools no They've got new metrics, okay? Inside schools, you tell me. The science has changed, yes. All
5: right, let's
4: go. Some 70% of Americans will be able to remove their their masks indoors, including inside schools under new guidance to be released by the CDC today. All right. Under the new metrics and the updated guidance, more than half of U.S. counties, which make up 70% of where Americans live, We'll be in areas of low or medium risk and no longer recommend to wear masks. So,
5: so they've just changed what the <laughs> level of risk is. Risk, yeah,
4: they're like, you know what? We're gonna lower that threshold a little
5: bit. These guys,
4: Texas and Florida, are just like, what are you guys talking about? So,
5: finally, now with now can schools <laughs> safely have their children remove their masks? Although that's been the case for, oh, I don't know, months now, but they can do it now? Yeah. I mean, now that the CDC has come out and said so, all right, there you go.
4: A CDC requirement that people continue to wear masks on public transportation, however, will remain enforced for now,
5: according
4: to one official.
5: This is the wear them on the bus. Kids got to wear them on the bus.
4: The official said the new guidance will consider now three factors. Okay, let's hear them. New COVID hospitalizations, current beds occupied by COVID patients. And hospital capacity and new COVID cases, which will mark a shift from focusing on daily spread to look at the overall burden of COVID. This drives me absolutely freaking insane, I know, Scott. I know. I know. I've it. been saying this for, what, almost two years now.
5: I've been here for those two years. And like, yes, he has, by the wh- way. This wh- has always been consistent.
4: Yes. Why are we paying attention just to case numbers, especially if you're upping testing? You're going to get a lot of cases where people are having mild or limited symptoms. You're not talking about death and destruction. You know, you always hear the counterpoint, man, one of them to be productive of a wave, blah, 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 blah. right? Okay. Mm-hmm. But you're not looking at the minutiae in that case. You're not looking at the actual statistics that matter because the whole idea behind 15 days to slow the spread, the entire thinking was, So that we don't overwhelm hospitals. Well, if hospitals are not overwhelmed, then there's no point in shutting things down and putting COVID restrictions in place. There's no point. Stop paying attention to raw case numbers and start actually figuring out what it looks like on the ground. Yeah. Yes. So almost two years later, the CDC has caught up with some idiot who does a radio show.
5: By the way, David Van Camp is no immunologist, mind you. (laughs) I know.
4: (laughs) Yeah. Common sense. But
5: he does know how to read and interpret what he
4: reads. Yes. So, now, so, now the, so now they're going to weigh hospitalization numbers and hospital capacity to determine whether or not an area is at a low, medium, or high risk, which means that, yes, most of the country will be out of that. Yeah. The science yeah. didn't change here. Yeah. The politics changed. That's what it is. The CDC is looking around and realizing, okay, people aren't listening to us anymore. Even Democrats are saying we're a freaking joke. So now we're going to change the metrics so that we can pretend to be some authority on something.
5: Yeah. After we've altered the psychology of children moving forward for the yeah. for maybe the rest of their life. People.
4: Well, you know, because, I mean, I talk
5: to people in, in, that, in that business with the schools, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of schools are still masking, you know, got to be masked. And... Even though some of the mask mandates have been lifted, there are children, and these are younger kids, who are so afraid to take yeah. the mask off. They won't do it. Yeah. They won't do it. I mean, they're not forcing anybody to do it, but these kids are given an option. They're, they're so freaked out by the CDC and people like Walensky and Fauci that they, they, it, it's become an extension of what they are. They wear them yeah. kids. Like, they they're terrified to take them off.
4: Yeah, yeah, because adults have spent so much time scaring the hell out of them. Hell out of them. Telling them, them, if you don't wear that mask, you're going to kill grandma.
5: That's right. Well, you don't want to kill grandma, do you? Right.
4: Or you don't want to die. Right. You know, if if you really want to tackle misinformation, don't look at what some, you know, what stoner bro 420 is saying on Reddit. Okay. Look at what public health officials have done. Yes. Look at yes. what they have done in the name of, well, we're saving lives and we're following the science when they haven't done that. You're right, man. I mean, you, you, this has completely altered the psychology of an entire group of children.
5: Yes, it has. Yes,
4: and that, it has. That is shameful. Yep. Forever. And everybody who is involved in this, again, yep. I'll give some grace for the first few months. I like bit your of grace.
5: caveat here. I will, too. I will, too.
4: When, yeah. when you're still trying to figure out what is it that's going on, what are we up against? Obviously, we don't want to just say, "Okay, children, we're going to test this out on you to see if it, if this is really bad." You can't do that. But after I don't know what I would pin it at. I'll, I'll just pick a number: six months. My grace starts to fade. Right. In terms of what I'm willing to extend to people who did this to kids.
5: Couldn't agree more with you. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Uh, meanwhile, oh, this is a crazy story. 38-year-old guy in New York told his doctor he'd been having a hard time breathing for several years, didn't know why. So they put a little camera up his right nostril. There was a tooth growing inside his nose. Ah, ha, ha,
2: ha. No.
4: It was an incisor, which are the teeth in the front uh, of your mouth, and they could clearly see it poking out into his oh nasal my cavity. gosh. He's okay. They did surgery to remove the tooth, and, and he is breathing easier now. But, you know, he's not going to be able to eat a sandwich with his nostril anymore unfortunately
5: well it probably was hard to brush
4: (laughs) and how do you floss a tooth in your nose i don't know how to do that it's terrible uh (laughs) coming up (laughs) dang coming up uh, a member of the biden administration actually said you know if if we had put in place tough sanctions immediately putin might have invaded ukraine They said this with a straight face. This is hilarious. We'll get to it next. Van Camp and Robbins Show. I'm David Van Camp. There is Scott Robbins. Jamie Markley is on special assignment. Thank you so much for being here. There seems to have been a massive misunderstanding or yep, underestima- underestimate. Yes. I almost did a Bushism there. It's close. Uh, of the Ukrainian military and citizens when it comes to the Russian invasion. Mm-hmm. Where the sense that you were getting was that it was really only a matter of when, not if, Ukraine would fall. That Russia brings tanks in, and that's it. They are putting up a hell of a fight in Ukraine. Yeah, they are. Putin's losses now stand at around 2,800 troops. No
5: kidding. 80 tanks,
4: 516 armored vehicles.
5: I didn't realize it was that high.
4: As the fight back now continues, yeah. I didn't either. Wow! Seeing the everybody. reporting uh, yeah. internationally out of the UK, that it looks like, and and here's the thing though, is that Putin really doesn't care about his soldiers. I mean, no, Putin he will just send no. again wave after wave after wave of men mm-hmm. uh, as as long as he wants to. Um, but I don't think that a lot of people were under the impression that the 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 pushback would be this high. I mean, and they're handing out rifles, fully automatic rifles even, to, uh, to citizens. Oh, people are in line to get them. To get ready for yeah. this. And I, I think, I know not everything is a one-to-one comparison, uh, but I think that's, that's one of the things that you have to appreciate about this country as opposed to many European countries, including Ukraine. Our Second Amendment means a lot to the safety and security of our nation mm-hmm. because right now if you're watching if you've been watching the crisis in ukraine it was a mad dash to lower the threshold of civilian gun ownership in that country and basically the government eventually said okay we're, we're just just if you can get one get one go buy a gun mm-hmm. and then they're handing out ten thousand fully automatic rifles to everyday citizens that's something that, when the dust has settled, is worth talking about, especially in Europe, where the threat of an invasion from a place like Russia is real. The idea of restricting private gun ownership to the extent that many European nations have is a real miscalculation when it comes to national security. Because at some point, if it all hits the fan, you're going to need people to help win the fight when somebody is willing to send thousands and thousands and thousands of soldiers your way with no regard for how effective they are other than, you know, being able to overwhelm you with sheer manpower. But that's a conversation for a different day. Uh, meanwhile, the White House, uh, President Biden said yesterday that no one ever thought sanctions would stop Putin from invading, even though that's literally been the line from the White House for several weeks at this point. So the Biden administration is trying to clean that up still. They sent out Dalip Singh. He's a, with the uh, White House Economic Council, I believe. Uh, he, and he tried to explain this. Like, what, what were the purpose of the sanctions if the president is saying that uh, they, they they were never really meant to stop anything?
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, here is uh, this administration official, Dalip Singh.
3: Had we, had we unleashed our entire package of financial sanctions preemptively, I think a couple of things might have happened. Number one, uh, President Putin might have said, uh, look, uh, these people are not serious about diplomacy. They're not engaging in a good faith effort to promote peace. Instead, they're escalating. And that could provide a justification for him to escalate and invade. Secondly, he could look at it as a sunk cost. In other words, President Putin could think, I've already paid the price. Why don't I actually take what I paid for, which is Ukraine's freedom? um so that's that's what we wanted to avoid. look ultimately, ultimately, um, the goal of our sanctions is to make this a
4: strategic failure for russia okay but but he already did price in the cost of sanctions. He did that. he knew what was coming, and he did it anyway mm-hmm. So why not start ramping up these types of actions before the actual invasion? I know everyone wants to Monday morning quarterback this thing, but we 've been told for weeks. The threat of sanctions is what's going to help stop Vladimir Putin. Well, and he didn't stop him.
5: right. I know. I mean we, he when this sanction thing first started to to, uh, to become official, that this was something they were going to do. I mean, the understanding from this show and others was, why are you doing it after the fact? right I mean, if if in fact, you want to use this as a deterrent, it would seem to me that if you started it now you would at least give him pause for a second, if nothing else. It may not have it may not have changed anything, I don't know. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, you had nothing to lose at that point. Right. I mean, if you're going to do it, just do it now, because you're going to do it anyway. So what yeah. the hell? Make What's
4: it, going on here? Make yeah. it a cost up front, if you really yeah. think he's serious about it. But this is what happens when you have a bunch of Ivy League dorks, uh, dorks who yeah. excelled at Model UN right. running foreign policy for the country. Yeah. Uh, that same guy, by the way, was asked, hey, why aren't we targeting o- the oil and gas industry directly in Russia? I mean, that's what keeps that country afloat outside of now China. Yes. Uh, so it seems like it'd be a good thing to target this, right? We're already going to feel the pain at the pump here in the United States. Europe is already going to feel the pain at the pump, and they're going to feel the the pressure on uh, natural gas. So why not just target it now to make it even more painful for Putin? That seems to be the one thing. And they said, well, uh, here is Dalip Singh again. You know, uh, here's the thing. Uh, uh, we're we're going to go ahead and just keep that off the table for right now.
3: The targeting the Russian energy industry is totally off the table. Is that what you're saying, Dalip? What I'm saying is that our measures were not designed to disrupt in any way the current flow of energy from Russia to the world. Now... Um, We have also said we are going to cut off Russia's access to cutting-edge technology. That technology can be used across many sectors. Uh, And and so as it relates to Russia's long-term productive capacity, um, we are seeking to degrade that capacity, but nothing nothing
4: in the short term as it relates to energy. Everything is half measures, right? Eventually we'll do this. Eventually we'll do that.
5: Well, Joe said yesterday, give it a month. Right, give give it a month or so. (laughs)
4: <laughs> yeah, I mean, seriously? We'll, we'll circle back in about a month, okay? Look what's happened in two days. Right. I, I don't think they have a month. They don't have a month, no. You know, it's, it's one of these things that's so frustrating to me is, and I'm not talking about boots on the ground in Russia. Right. Uh, on the part of U.S. soldiers. But it's the idea that you're going to try to slow walk a lot of things. That projects weakness. And right now China is definitely paying attention to what our response is. So we have a situation where the sanctions that are being put in place are already going to have a negative effect on our economy. We know that. That's baked in, right? Not Hopefully not as bad as what happens in Russia. But why, I sort of like if you're going to feel the pain, just just do it, right? Rip off the Band-Aid and do it and try to get this thing done with as quickly as possible with the least amount of bloodshed as possible. Mm-hmm. But this slow walking thing is just going to let this, whole situation fester and slowly but surely make Putin more desperate. Again, it's like, I, I don't have one of them fancy Harvard degrees at all. No. I'm just trying to approach this with common sense. Well, and also, you mentioned
5: the energy sector. I mean, if you're going to do it, do it. Um, it's not like they're exporting a ton of stuff to us. Yeah. That, you know, we can cut off and go, okay, we're not taking any more Stoli. <laughs> you know, we're, we're going to make our own vodka now. I mean, but right. I mean, like, you know, you talk about China. I mean, that's that's a bigger yeah. deal.
4: Well, well, with, with oil and gas products and there are imports that we do. Yeah, take there
5: are. Well, there, of course, there are. But I mean, you know, right. that's the big that's the big nut right there. Right. Yeah. yeah. So. But yeah. as you
4: pointed out, I mean, Joe Biden could alleviate that pressure today,
5: yeah. could do it today, could announce could do it today. today,
4: say, least, all right,
5: we're going to fire up Keystone. It should be up and running within the next two weeks. Um, also, this uh, federal lands, we're going to start drilling on these federal lands. Mm-hmm. We're going to become secure again. Yes. At some point in time, when we feel secure enough with our relations with oil-producing countries, then we'll go ahead and slowly back it off so you green weenies will throw your bone on that one. <laughs> but, I mean, th- there there is no reason this is happening. Right. Outside outside of that.
4: Yeah. Uh, meanwhile... Also,
0: fuels, brr, <laughs> <laughs>
4: Meanwhile, I know this is being hailed as a big success by some. I'm just enraged by it. Uh, the CDC is going to be easing masking recommendations using yep. new criteria. because so, so right now they've been categorizing like low, medium, high risk areas based on only case counts. The number of positive COVID tests in any given region. And that's where their mask guidance and all that nonsense have come from. Well, now you know what they're going to do. They're going to go ahead and, and start paying attention to hospitalization, Scott. Really? And hospital capacity. And they're going to say, well, we're adjusting what we think of as a low, medium, and high risk with COVID based on what's actually happening in the hospitals. <laughs> and I'm like, listen, okay. Again, I'm just an idiot talk show host, all right? Yes. We were talking about this almost two years ago. Uh, two years ago, yeah. That, you were looking at the wrong metrics. But, but now the CDC yeah. is saying, well, the science has changed. When again? The no, only the th- science hasn't changed. No, it has not changed. The only it hasn't th- changed at all. The only thing that's changed is the politics behind it. Is that you've right. got major Democrats who are who are now saying, "Okay, we're doing away with mask mandates in most situations," and yada yada yada, right? Because they're bracing to get their heads handed to them, right? Based on the heavy-handed policies going. I mean, of course, this is all midterm-related. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh <laughs> so we'll we'll wait for the official announcement. I can't wait to hear that nervous wreck. Uh, Rochelle Walensky, you know, the other thing I can say about this too is voters,
5: potential voters, uh, politicians should feel the wrath of the electorate, should be afraid of the electorate, and mm-hmm. they should be scared of people, yeah, voting their butts out. You know, if you're not representing the people, you're just representing special interests, which you were, yeah, and still are in some cases, then yeah, you should be afraid of losing your job,
4: yeah. And I would argue you should lose your job. Because if,
5: you, if you're not afraid of losing your job, you get these, these guys that have been there for 50 years doing the same nonsense, and nothing changes. Yeah. So, well, yeah. The, you talk about firing up a base? <laughs> this has done it. Yeah. I mean, COVID, COVID restrictions and things have done it. And they know it because they're looking at the polling. They're going, oh, crap. You know, I better open things up again. People are mad.
4: Yeah. And and they should lose their jobs. Absolutely, I mean, they
5: should. I didn't you, care about it two years ago because it wasn't up for re-election. Right. But now
4: I am. That's it. And that's how stupid they think people are.
5: Absolutely, they do. Is yes. that
4: if we change a few months ahead of an election, people are yeah. going to forget that we kept their kids out of school for two years.
5: Yeah, we can go on the debate stage and, and say, well, listen, we i I was... <laughs> I'm for, you know, <laughs> opening up schools.
4: We have always been for oh, yes. opening up schools. Okay.
5: In the last 48 hours, <laughs> I have advocated
4: for God dang got, it. Got another news up on the way. Also, we got to get you set up for the big old Friday Five coming up. Uh, that's next on the Markley, Van Camp, and Robin Show. and robin show on david van camp there is scott robbins jamie markley is on special assignment so as we've been uh, watching the russia invasion of ukraine unfold i think it's been a little bit of a surprise for some people who thought that ukraine would roll over and well, i think yeah putin is one of them who thought that he wouldn't necessarily get bogged down before taking cities
5: this is not Afghanistan.
4: But they are arming civilians. Yes. Members of parliament are walking around with carbines and rifles. Yeah. Uh, is something. I mean, it is, it's all hands on deck, man. Quite a fight. 2,800 yep. or so troops, Russian troops, have been taken out. Yeah. So far. Multiple wow. tanks. Did you see the video of a plane getting shot down? Yes. I don't remember if it was a plane or a helicopter.
5: I uh, think it was a plane.
4: I think I they think got shot, shot down, down. A couple of planes. Golly, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. But as we're watching that, I want to flash back uh, a little less than three years ago. Okay. Joe Biden at a leadership conference talking That's about how dangerous itself. Okay. <laughs> how dangerous it would be if Donald Trump became president again or was right. reelected.
1: It's going to take a hell of a lot of work. To make up for all the damage he's done internationally and nationally, his network of thugs and co-conspirators are going to continue to try to undermine our democracy. In the meantime, imagine what he can do in another year.
4: Imagine what can happen in Ukraine. <laughs> Just imagine what could happen. You unbelievable. In yeah. Just it's worth reminding people too when we're in the uh, in the, going back in the wayback machine. Donald Trump told Vladimir Putin, if you invade Ukraine, I'm bombing Moscow. Said that to him.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: And and that absolutely goes into the calculus when it comes to Vladimir Putin's plans on expanding uh, Russia and reinstating or reestablishing the USSR. That's what actually gives a guy pause when you have a president who's saying, hey, look, I've got a button, okay? I'll bomb you. I will target Moscow with everything we got if you step foot inside Ukraine. And I know that at the time, you know, the weenies in the media were like, oh, he's talking about one World War III. Well, look oh, yeah. what's happening right now as exactly. a result of weakness. Look what's happening. Yeah. yeah. Again, man, I don't have your, your fancy Ivy League degree in foreign policy, but I do know that thugs like Putin, Kim Jong-un, Xi Jinping, they understand When somebody is a wild card and might use force, they understand force because they use force as well. They understand that there are certain bears you cannot poke. But when you've got these guys out of the model U.N. and the think tanks and whatnot in the Biden administration going out and saying, well, we're going to use aggressive diplomacy and we're going to put these sanctions on and there's going to be a real cost to what Vladimir Putin's doing. Mm hmm that obviously and demonstrably has a much weaker effect on Vladimir Putin than what Trump said in plain English. I'm going to bomb you. (laughs) Because you didn't know if it was a bluff or not. No, you don't know if it's a
5: bluff or not. I mean, isn't that 90% of of fighting? I mean, is, is sensing weakness from your opponent... I mean, if you sense it, you're more likely to go all in.
4: No, it's 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 also I mean, move fast, hit first. Yeah,
5: yeah, right. Yeah. Move, hit first, move fast, but also back up your your words. I mean, right. This isn't tough,
4: man. No, it's really. But not.
5: they they didn't know if Trump was crazy. I didn't know if Trump was crazy enough to do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, nobody did. It's
4: one of those things. I remember he may
5: be nutty enough to pull this. He may do it.
4: I remember uh, uh, Jamie saying, you know, wait, you know, do you think? Uh, I have people ask me all the time. Do you think that Trump is a lunatic or if he is really good at manipulating people? Like if he's really good at what if he knows exactly what he's doing? And the answer is yes. I think both. I think Trump is kind of a lunatic. And that served us well on the world stage. Because that also gives your emissaries who are overseas saying, "Listen, my boss is crazy, and I have no idea what he 's going to tweet next
5: i don 't know okay I mean that's the thing <laughs> i, I, I don 't know no idea, and you world leader don 't know
4: either right exactly that 's a problem all right yeah. it 's good cop, bad cop on the world stage, yeah uh, we got corn
5: some, pop, and Joe 's got a bike chain
4: right? <laughs> we, <laughs> we got to get you set up for the Friday five uh, in honor of the 1980s calling and wanting its foreign policy back. Right. We're doing one hit wonders of the 1980s. What are the top 5 oh, wow. one hit wonders from the 1980s? The phone one number is 210-619-2053. That's 210-619-2053. The Friday Five starts next Markley, Van Camp, and Robin show. I'm David Van Camp. That's Scott Robbins. Jamie Markley is on special assignment, running guns and ammo into Ukraine as we speak. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just going to keep saying that because yep. you know, it'll it'll up his man credibility. I think
5: he's uh, wearing our T-shirt though to give us all the cred. So.
4: <laughs> right. Exactly. Right, yeah. Yes. This is Kalashnikov brought to you by the Markley, Van, Van, Van Camp, and Robin, Robin show. Oh yep. uh, no! It's that time of the week though. Uh, Doing the Friday Five. The countdown rolls on, man. <laughs>
0: You know what this
2: means?
0: It's our favorite time of the week. anybody wants to get mellow, you can get the out of here, all right? The Friday Five. It will test your head and your mind and your brain. On the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins
4: Show. All right, Friday Five. If you're new to the show, this is a countdown we do every week. We take a little bit of a break from the news. Just for about half an hour, have some fun. Usually it's a music countdown inspired by a holiday. This time, it's inspired by the news, the Russian invasion of Ukraine, and it's a bit of a throwback to that old th- th- this clip that really does not age well from no. Barack Obama after Mitt Romney in 2012 said that Russia was a big threat to the world and the United States in particular, and what Obama at the time said was, we all know. In the 1980s are now calling to ask for their foreign policy back. Yes. Uh, knee-slapper. The 1980s have called, and... We didn't answer. That's what Mitt Romney, now a senator, had to say Mm -hmm. uh, about the situation going on in Ukraine. So we decided, hey, let's make a countdown based on that, based on the 1980s. And it's the top one hit wonders of the 1980s. How do you do this? How do we add this up? How big of a hit was the song? Does it stand the test of time? And how much do you personally like the song by this one-hit wonder. So I spent you-
5: the entire '80s playing every one of these songs. So
4: this <laughs> is a glory days. Yes. Before.
5: Well, kind of, yeah, it's weird because I always I send my daughter a little note and say, "Here's what we're going to do," and then she sends me her list. Mm-hmm. And and of course, she's much younger, so her list is completely different than our list. Right. But uh, I'm always curious to see if anybody guesses anything from her list.
4: Okay. All right. So we'll get to that. So then you you know, we add up all the scores, average them together, then we combine our two lists, and that's how we get our five. Let's Very get scientific. Yeah. Absolutely, yes. Mm-hmm. It's not rigged at all, okay? No, nothing. Uh so the phone number if you wanna get in on this, uh two ten six one nine two zero five three. That's two one oh six one nine two zero five three. Uh let's start off with Jim in Portland. Hey Jim. Yeah. Hey man, what hey, you, guys. you think?
5: Hey, buddy.
3: Oh, hey, sorry. Uh, no, you know, it's a song that every time I hear it, I always have to make the uh, little S with my hand and then try to figure out what the Renaissance has to do with the song. <laughs> it would be Men Without Hats and the Safety Dance.
4: Oh, yeah. We can dance
1: if we want to. We can leave your yeah. plans behind because your friends don't dance, and if they don't dance, for well,
4: the no friends of mine. Say, we can go where we want to, a will never find. Test of and time kind of like hurts that one. Huh? Yeah, it does. It's, cool. it's, a, it's
5: <laughs> fun. I can tell you if I heard it on the radio, I wouldn't turn it off.
4: It is kind of a guilty pleasure a fun, for me, yeah, too. Yeah, it is. I, I, do, I do enjoy hearing it from time to time. It's not something that I'm going to like say, yeah, man, on my way home today, I'm going to roll down the windows and crank the safety dance but if it comes on i'll listen to it it's fun can i give you one casey interjection here okay
5: go ahead the original title of that song and actually was recorded the lyric was safe to dance it just sounded like safety dance and they just dubbed it safety
4: they they were just like whatever whatever gets us on the radio
5: now on with the countdown
4: (laughs) yeah all right, right uh let's talk to uh mark in portland hey mark happy friday guys thanks mark you too man this song came with a
0: really cool video. This is uh, "Take on Me" by Aha. Yeah, yeah. Number five.
2: Oh. Here
4: we go. Get it. Wow. That's for you wearing the extra tight Take leather pants. Again, test of time oh, not totally friendly. You hear that every once in a while, but yeah. not but it's not something that uh is necessarily way up there in terms of test of time. Worth being Well, on the it list. still
5: gets played. I still hear it. Yeah, it wasn't
4: know. it wasn't in my top five. Right. It just barely missed it. It was right on the edge, but it I had like a four way tie going into like Spots three through five, but that's a good number five. I got no problem with it being there. Number five, aha, still looking for numbers one, two, three, and four. Uh, We got Joey in Scranton taking time out of his busy schedule. Hey, Joey. Hey,
2: it's your boy Joey here. I just woke up from my uh, from my fever dream of uh, Putin uh, doing things. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) uh, got a uh, Jenny. Jenny, I got your number
0: eight six seven five three zero nine.
4: Yes, Tommy Two Ten. Uh, yep.
5: Yeah, what number was yeah. that? That or did, was it a number? Did it was a number? not a number. Oh, okay. There we
4: go. Sorry, Russian hackers got way. <laughs> they thought it should have been in the top five. You can make the argument. Back oh time, yeah, this was my number five. Because I do like the song for what it is. It's fun.
5: Again, these are all kind of fun, bouncy songs. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Uh, let's talk to Greg in Portland. Hey, Greg. Hello, gentlemen. Hey, Greg. Uh, it's my birthday
0: today, and uh, yeah, my wife's birthday. birthday is tomorrow. Wow. Happy birthday,
5: Monica. Monica. Yeah. Well, thank you very you much. Go. Awesome. Have fun. You know,
0: the way I the way I think about Ukraine and Russia is the midgets are crushing, or the giants are crushing the midgets, <laughs> but uh, I got Tainted Love by Soft Cell. Oh, yeah. Good choice. Yeah. Take my tears and that's
2: not all. Oh, Tainted
4: Love. Oh, you have this I in your pocket. Yeah. I think I just want to Don't test the timer. Huge. Please yeah. Put all the Soft Cell fans And I liked it, and... Uh i mean it meets my criteria yeah for me the, the personal life was just down there's no question i mean it's a big song that yeah i know yeah, stands I know. the test of time it's still
5: around Markley would slap me around for but I, it's a guilty pleasure song it is I, <laughs> I list i like the song yeah see
4: i, I don't care everybody likes their things right Tighten that's all right knob. I'm not a music snob like Jamie markley yeah that's true You're that's not. all right uh let's talk to Josh hey Josh
1: hey I'm stuck here behind enemy lines in liberal Portland <laughs>
2: But Uh-oh, I would boy.
1: like to uh, go ahead and imagine Joe Biden, when he's trying to
2: amp himself up to go fight Putin, uh, he would be playing uh, Devo. Whip it. <laughs> whip it. Whip it good. When a good time around, you know, it, it Another one that
4: could it be, be in the top five. Yeah, possibly. No and some wait. people argue whip whether it, or not Devo it. counts as one hit wonder. This was their only top four six. Yeah. I trying to think good. if I played anything else from them at top forty. Not that I can remember. I and they had a couple of other with like good. marginal hits, but this was yeah. the big one. Yeah. yeah. This that, was that's the one. I think of Devo as a one hit wonder. I think you do too, Scott. Yeah, but I some do. people take issue with that. Yeah. Uh let's talk to Woody in Vancouver. Hey Woody. Hey Woody.
2: Hey,
1: hey Woody. guys, love your show. Oh, this is. week to tell you that I have no hook. For your your uh, our countdown here. No, I know.
0: So my song is Tony Basil, Mickey, Mickey, yeah.
4: it's interesting putting this list together yeah for me as a, as a millennial i was born in 1987 so i was not yeah. alive when most no. of these songs were no, were, were big most mm. of the songs on the list uh, the joy though is getting to watch the music videos oh yeah on youtube as i'm grabbing the clips for these uh for this countdown and that's one of them it's the cheerleader thing and all of it was that. huge yeah, yeah I mean, it's it's some of it, it seems like there was a lot of bad music that was put out, but they had a lot of fun making the bad music. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's a bad song. I it's, I, I enjoy it. It's fine. It's, it's whatever. Okay. But yeah. uh, some of these uh, on the list are fairly questionable. Let's talk to John in Mississippi. Hey, John. John. Yo, and... John. Hey, guys. Hey, John. How you doing? All right. Uh, I've got uh, Come On Eileen by I Don't Remember Who. Dexys Midnight Runners. Exactly. Yep. The sign of a true one-hit wonder when no one yes, remembers indeed, the yeah. name of the band that did it. Yep. Number one. Mississippi
2: Company. Number one. Dexys
4: Midnight Runners. Come on. Big song. Sam's Detective. Time. Yes. And then... Uh,
5: lead singer broke off on a solo career that lasted about 10 minutes. What a weird. I mean, this sounded like nothing else. Yeah. I mean, it sounded like nothing else when it came out. It was just
4: boom, there it came. Stands out and that's why it still it, gets played, I think. We're doing the Friday it's... 5 Top 1 Hit Wonders of the 80s. The number is 2106192053. Let's roll along with Michelle in Portland. Hey Michelle.
6: Hey, how are you?
4: Good
6: Doing great. Hey, uh, I got a I got a good one for you. It's uh about Sleepy Joe and Hunter's affliction for um Putin and it's obsession by animotion.
2: animotion?
6: <laughs> you are an emotion. You're
4: You're no, it Way you
2: back
5: Boy, I'll tell you what, that's a decade of music that sounds really like the decade. <laughs> I mean when you hear that stuff, right? I mean you just know when you hear it.
4: I think that's the eighties the and the fifties seem to have that yes, in common, that's, Where you yeah. know as soon as you hear these yeah. songs, you know what decade they were. Absolutely. In, yep. Because no other decade. They used OD the synthesizers on synthesizers and drum machines. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> right. gosh. Yeah. Uh let's talk to Dave in Portland. Hey, Dave. Hey. Hey man. Hey, you what there? you got, Dave? Yes, yeah, sir, what you I got, was,
3: I happened, I happened
4: to be in West Germany when this song came out. Neuner Neunzig Balloons or 99 nine, Red Balloons.
5: Oh, Nana. <laughs> Again, in 80s? Yes. Yeah. 99.
4: I don't know if I would count this as a guilty pleasure. I do like this song. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> it, it is. It's, 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 it's such a grim eyes. subject, too. Very grim, yeah. Maybe that's why I like it so much. I don't know. All right, we got to reset. I think she sang that phonetically. Oh, because she, she didn't speak English. She didn't speak English.
5: The terms. Yeah. yeah.
4: Uh, we got to reset here. We're looking for the top five one hit wonders of the 1980s. We've got number one, Dexie's Midnight Runners, and number five, Aha. With "Take on Me," uh, still looking for numbers two, three, and four. Wow. The number is two one zero six one nine two zero five three. Two one zero six one nine two zero five three. We'll wrap it up next. Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins, Jamie Markley on special assignment. We got to burn, man. We got to move quick here. Mm -hmm. It's the Friday Five countdown we do every week, and inspired by Barack Obama ten years ago saying, "Hey, hey, don't worry about the Russians. The 1980s are calling." Mm -hmm. They want the foreign policy back. So we thought one hit wonders of the 1980s. The top five one hit wonders. Of the 1980s. We've already had a lot of good honorable mentions. Uh, number one was Dexie's Midnight Runners. Number five, Aha, with Take on Me. Still looking for numbers two, three, and four. Uh, there's a lot more to get to. Let's start off with John in Connecticut. Hey, John.
0: Hey, gentlemen. Just a quick opinion. Do you think it's too soon to threaten to send Alec Baldwin to make a movie at the Kremlin, or
4: should we hold that one back for a month <laughs> Look, or so? That's a declaration yeah. of war, John. Yeah. Yes, it right. is. Yes, it is. It, it is indeed. I know we're trying to be quick, so my uh, nomination is Katrina and the Waves, Walking, walking on, on sunshine. sunshine.
5: Yeah. I always think of baseball stadiums. They like playing this one.
4: In between innings? No, oh, okay. I haven't noticed that one. Yeah, but okay. I'll take your word for it. You go to a lot more baseball games than I do. Yeah, she, she, yeah. It's well, popular there. Mister yeah. Moneybags over there. Oh sure. <laughs> <laughs> one hit wonders of the '80s. Two one zero six one nine two zero five three is the number. Uh, let's talk to Ron in Salem. Hey, Ron.
0: Good morning, Le- Markulus Gents. That's hard to say. That is really hard I'm not to say. Sure, if this much is. True by Spandau Ballet. You know, I wow. thought this
4: should have been in the top five.
2: This much this
4: the guy's actually got a great voice. Yeah. I mean, this is overwrought, super dramatic. Definitely of the era. But. kind <laughs> of has a little bit of lounge singer feel to it, though. Thrill in my head and a pill in my tongue. Yeah. Uh, let's talk to Peggy in Portland. Hey, Peggy.
6: Hi, guys. Love the show. Never miss it.
4: Oh, thank, thank you.
6: you. Uh, my nomination is Thomas Dolby. She blinded me what? with science. Science! She blinded me with
4: Science! <laughs> That's the CBC director's unofficial theme song. That's one of the weirdest songs, though. Oh, yeah. That's one I hear and I think, how, how did that become a hit? That's kind of
5: crazy to me. Strange dude, Thomas Dolby. I think
4: so. Uh, let's talk to Bryce in Peoria. Hey, Bryce.
0: Oh, hey, guys. Uh, my song is uh, from Dead or Alive. It's called You Spin Me Round. Just a club smash.
4: And here goes Scott Robbins dancing again. You're you an expert chair dancing. Uh, this thing was yeah. Go up the dance floor on this one. How many dance floors do you tear
5: up? The dance floor? I was playing the music most of the time. Ah, oh, okay. That's how you have to. I could. Uh, the, the chair dancing. The chair yes. dancing. Yes. And stand dancing.
4: Yeah, yes. Let's talk to uh John. Hey John. Yes. Hey, what you think? How you doing?
1: Good. Hey, who didn't love the videos of the eighties with MTV and the first video ever played? The Buggles video killed the radio. The radio Star.
4: I'll tell you, it, I like that song because I like the cover done by presidents of the United States of America. Oh yeah, that's right. That's a they did a great cover of that. Uh, we got to start burning through these top five. Yeah, let's do it, uh, man. Two, three, and four. So we'll start with four, uh, counting them down here. Number four. <laughs> That's true. I like that song a lot. It sounds dated, obviously, but I think it's, the lyrics are really well done. It sounds good. The orchestration sounds really good. The only thing is, it just sounds dated. It sounds like it was a product of the time. And what is it? Was it was play called Promises,
5: Promises. Mm hmm. It. I don't know if it was a, It wasn't a big hit, but
4: yeah. All right, let's go I'm to sure number I got a three. Free trip here. out of playing it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, <go ahead>. okay, <laughs> number three. A lot of miles at number three, and uh, ooh, we're running out of time here. Number two. Number two. <laughs> uh, Thanks for that overrated. Breakfast. Yeah, I like it. I don't think it holds up. No, it does not hold up. All right, we got a news update on the way, and then it's Scott Robbins' time to shine the trifecta, his top three stories of the day. That's next on the Markley, Van Camp and Robbins Show. Show I'm David Van Camp, There's Scott Robbins, Jimmy Markley is on special assignment. Well, uh, keeping you up to date on everything going on with the invasion of Ukraine on the part of Russia, NATO has now greenlit the deployment of troops to deter Putin. Now, this isn't into into Ukraine. This is into uh, the eastern flank of uh, NATO allies to make sure that they're sending the message: you will not you will not invade our member nations. You will not. Right. Uh, so what they've, this is what the NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg said today. What we see now is a full fledged invasion of Ukraine. We are deploying elements of the NATO response force to further strengthen our posture and to respond quickly to any contingency. This is the first time that the NATO response force has ever been activated for collective defense.
5: Sounds like a Marvel cartoon.
4: The NATO response force? Yeah. <laughs> right. Doesn't it? <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Or that that's the force that then Iron Man's going to come and back up. Right. Well, that could right. be. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so right now uh, it does look like Vladimir Putin is getting a little bit desperate because I, I, I think he underestimated what he was going to find in Ukraine. I think a lot of people did, honestly. Oh, me too. Big time. Uh, you know, he's already, we've already seen, what, 2,800 uh, soldiers, taken off the battlefield on the part of russia mm-hmm. that's heavy losses for them i mean that that's is. that's a big deal um and now he's swinging talking about neo-nazis or whatever <laughs> in ukraine <laughs> like wait a minute hold on a second the president's jewish
5: yeah he, he mentioned that the president did mention the fact hey yeah you I'm know i'm a nazi i'm a jew
4: I, I'm i'm jewish you know yeah, no we're not run by a bunch of neo-nazis here mm-hmm. we may be corrupt as hell but we are not nazis sir that is not what is going on here. Very true. Um, so we'll see on that. He's also warning uh, about having like Finland put into NATO, NATO's alliance. And I just think, yeah, let, let's go ahead and just do it. Yeah. What's Putin going to do? You know. Yeah. Well, at this point, yeah. What? <laughs> just, just do it. We'll work out the details a little bit later, uh, and we'll figure it out from there.
5: You know, this thing could go a little longer than I expected it to, though.
4: How long did you think it would go?
5: Well, I figured it'd be like Afghanistan.
4: Yeah. It'd
5: be a matter of days, and they just roll in. Three that, or four days, and they'd be done.
4: That's the impression that a lot of us were given. Yeah. That it would be sort of like a, okay, uh, be done by the weekend, basically. You
5: guys just dropping their weapons and running. Yeah, they were know? talking yeah. about,
4: yeah, and they, they have not done that. No. you got a lot of people who are standing up and fighting against Russian aggression here. All right, let's get to the trifecta. Top three stories of the day. From Scott Robbins, and it starts like this. Are you ready? you? It's the three most important news stories of the day.
0: I hit the trifecta! Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins show.
4: Alright, top three stories of the day from Scott Robbins. Usually we have the ghost of Casey Kasem, but he's on vacation with Jamie Mark. Yeah, Markley packed him. They're, they're a package deal, you see. You he know. took him along. Yeah.
5: Well, you know, the uh, Casey needed to stretch out on the beach too yeah. for a while.
4: Casey so. didn't even talk to me. He won't talk to me. I don't know what I said about him that uh, it just it weird. I
5: think you. Uh, I think at
4: some time you poked some fun at him and yeah, he was he, not appreciative. He, of he tells it, Jamie so. to give me messages. That's it. Right. So, <laughs> no. all right. Uh, so number three, Chicago has unmasked its adults and left the kids behind. Scott. Yeah, a mask mandate is over at the end of the month in
5: Chicago, but. The uh, city of Chicago is sticking to its guns when select senseless is concerned. And in this case, it's the schools. Mayor Lloyd Lightfoot made the announcement, the forced covering of faces will be eliminated. Additionally, proof of vaccination in environments such as bars and restaurants will no longer be required. (laughs) Now, she did say she will not hesitate to impose new rules and mandates to protect public health in the future but said her goal is to never shut down our economy again. Uh Uh-huh. Now, that's all well and good, but don't assume the sanest heads here have prevailed because the children at the schools still have to wear the face covering.
4: Well, of course they do. Because children don't
5: vote. That's a great point. That's it. No, they do not. No, they do not. Um, By the way, as a reminder... Before a vaccine was available, the CDC calculated COVID's survivability. This was before a vaccine. Zero to 19 years. 99.999997. That's before the vaccine. Wow. Uh, which, of course, isn't a vaccine. It's a shot. I hate the word vaccine. I almost don't want to use it because it vaccines would indicate it protects you from getting it, right? This doesn't. So, anyway, the uh, city has decided the kids are going to have to be wrapped up one more time, even though they are less vulnerable. The COVID threat, by the way, ends at 3 p.m. in schools. You can scoop them up at 3 o'clock, take them to the grocery store, out to dinner at a restaurant. Yep, that makes sense. Makes total sense, doesn't (laughs) it, huh?
4: Again, it all comes down. Well, there are two things at play. One, children don't get a vote, so who cares? That's that's how politicians have been seeing this entire thing. Uh, But who does get a vote? Are the teachers and the teacher's and unions. and the teachers' unions? Yes, which, which throws out cash at candidates yes. they they love. So they yeah. if they say jump, uh, a lot of times uh, elected officials will say how high. Kids I'm be damned. So,
5: I am I am probably more. I'm well. There's a lot of things to be frustrated about, but that is certainly in my top three. This idea that these school boards can just indefinitely throw these masks on these kids and and. You can't even have a conversation about it, no, you know you can't you can't even bring it up. You can't talk about it. yeah shame on them and and this stuff's gotta end. I mean, it's gotta end. I mean, school boards, you do vote for school boards. yes, you do. So if your hands up to keep them in mask one more time, then consider yourself uh, somebody's going to run against you
4: yeah there there does need to be that, and we've already seen evidence of that, yes. whether it's in North Texas and that had to do with you know curriculum decisions as well. Mm -hmm. Um, we've seen it happen in elections in Virginia. You know, this actually is not one of those little things. You know, parents do get a vote, and it takes parents getting together and saying we're going to put an end to this madness because it doesn't make any sense. And the point you brought up, you know, you can... (laughs) Your kid can go into an olive garden with no problem, but they can't at go to school. 315, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense.
2: Yeah, go
5: and go to Target with you and go shopping. Yeah, but you can't, yeah. can't do it there.
4: Uh, number two, who's more popular, Russia or Joe Biden? What would you say if I said to you, who's more popular? Who has,
5: who's more popular right now? I Joe Biden's sitting at what, about 48%, 49% approval rating? Oh, it's rating? like almost 40. That's right, he's dropped. Yeah, yeah, it's almost 40%. So would you say that with the voting public... Uh, Democrats and Republicans combined,
4: who's more popular? Would it be Russia or would it be Joe Biden? I would hope, and this is based on based on my personal stance on this. I mm-hmm. I don't want Joe Biden to be president, but I have a more favorable view of Joe Biden than I do of of Russia. But I'm assuming you're going to tell me it's flipped. No, Russia, 88,
5: I'm favorable yeah. on Russia. Yeah. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, so uh, both, and that's with Republicans and Democrats, okay. too, by the way. The only thing, the only, but it's eighty-eight, it's 82%, by the way. Um, in 2021, Republicans and Independents viewed it at 74%. So it's, it's dropped considerably yeah. since then. But the view of the Ukraine is positive. 62% of Americans now view favorably the Ukraine. That's up from 57% yeah. in 2020.
4: Well, and I, and I don't think that has anything to do with, you know, uh, a deep affection or love of Ukraine. It's it's good guys versus bad guys.
6: I agree. It, it's that yeah. simple, you know, yeah. it,
4: or it's, you know, an innocent nation being invaded by a hostile force. Yes, that's that's what it comes down to. So yeah. I'm and glad. So that. so you're yeah. you're saying more people disapprove of of Russia than Joe Biden right now? Yes. Okay. Yes. That's good. That's good. Yes. I was bracing so you were for right. You, to, you were right. I was bracing for you to tell yeah. me the opposite yeah. here. Okay. Yes, and I know. You, you, you thought that's where I was going. I, I really did. I was like, oh no, come on, man. <laughs> Listen, Joe Biden's an idiot and he's a senile old fool, but he's not as <laughs> bad as Vladimir Putin. Okay. All of a sudden. <laughs> More, more people like
5: Russia than our current president. Yeah.
4: yeah I, I, I well, have... by
5: the way, life's not over here. I mean, who knows, right? <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, this has only been a little over a year for crying out loud. So, <laughs>
4: well, if, if if Vladimir Putin, you know, decides that his pronouns are they them, maybe the left <laughs> will love him. Uh, number one, Joy Behar from the uh, View has another great take on global affairs. This is about Russia invading Ukraine, Scott. This, this is all you need
5: to know about these people. Okay. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and broad brush it here because this is true of a lot of people on the progressive side of the aisle, the progressive side of life. Consumed with self, unhappy by nature. All hell is breaking loose in the Ukraine. You've seen the videos. Mm-hmm. People huddled inside the, uh, uh, what, what, well, I guess it would be the, where the like where the rails run. Train right?
4: stations. yeah, Train
5: stations to, to avoid being bombed. Children, women, you name it, they're there. Very concerning when you see that. I mean, it rips your heart out when you yeah. see this, what's going on, right? Joy Behar sees the same thing you do, only she interprets the war a little differently than you do.
4: Okay, here's the clip.
5: Yeah, okay.
6: Estimates are 50,000 Ukrainians will be dead or wounded, yeah. and that this is going to start a humanitarian crisis, a refugee crisis in Europe. We're talking yeah. about 5 million people yeah. that that are going to be displaced. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's heartbreaking. To hear what is going to happen. Yeah. Well, I'm scared of what's going to happen in, in Western Europe, too. Yeah. yeah. You know, you just you plan a trip. You want to go there. I want to go to Italy for four years. I haven't been able to make it because of of uh, the pandemic. And now this, you know, it's yeah. it's like who's going to what's going to happen there.
5: Yeah. That's stunningly lacking self-awareness. I mean, that is off the chart T- to feel free enough to say something like that. To think that's OK. Right. It affects me. Only me. Yeah. All those kids that are getting killed and those women that are holding those kids and people who can't eat and they're all taking up arms against. Nah, hell with that. It's my vacation I'm worried about. Who thinks that
4: way? She does. Well, yeah, of course. These are bad people. These are bad people. Oh, I, I yeah, I completely You know my stance on that. They're, they are bad people. They're bad
5: people. I agree. <laughs> that, they're, and I'm, I'm totally on board with that. Mm-hmm. i like to get a T-shirt, The View, bad people. I mean, of all the things you thought about last night, When you're watching this happen, right? I was not thinking about the summer vacation. Mm. You know, and by the way, if I was going to be, if I was going to think about my summer vacation, and I was going to be a little frustrated or upset about the possibility, it would be, I don't know, $6 a gallon gas!
4: Yes. That's what I would be more concerned about. I had a conversation with one of our uh, co-workers who is doing a family vacation uh, family road trip, and he's got, uh-huh. you know, he's got the SUV, and he's going to be towing a trailer behind it. Oh my! And Oof. you're talking like 11 miles to the gallon. Yeah. And I'm like, well are you going to cancel? And he goes, No, I'm not going to let these bleep heads win. That's what he said. I'm, well, like, good. Okay. I'm, I'm glad. Okay. All right, yeah. man. Yeah, go go spend that money. Just that's what savings accounts and credit cards are for, right? Just, I guess. Dig yeah. Dig yeah. deep. Uh, we got a news up on uh, news update on the way. And of course, Nimrod's in the news. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robin show. Scott Robbins, uh, Scott, oh Jamie yeah. Markley's on special assignment. Scott, you just pointed out something that I meant to get to today, and I totally I know, forgot I, about I, it.
5: I thought I heard you talk about this earlier, but it was the Democratic, uh, Democrats Governor's Association, their annual shindig get-together, being held in Florida. Well, of course it's being held they in Florida. They better be abiding by their own freaking mask <laughs> mandates if they still have them in their state.
4: Yeah, I saw I saw uh, the uh, press secretary or communications director, I forget what her actual title is, uh, Christina Peshaw, works for Governor Ron DeSantis. Yes. Who said, hey, welcome to the free state of Florida. By the way, yeah. be on the lookout for Democratic governors who are partying it up maskless. Darn right. You yeah, know it's going to happen. But I, I'm wondering what the ultimate effect of of catching people in this kind of hypocrisy will be, because... You know, Eric Garcetti, the mayor of Los Angeles, he's at an NFL game, no mask. Then he says, Well, I was holding my breath yeah. while I was taking a photo. So yeah. that's why I, you know, I put my mask back on as soon as the photo was done. Sure. But then at the Super Bowl, he was also photographed not wearing a mask and he appeared yeah. to be laughing. So unless right. he can speak and laugh, he's Aquaman or while, something, yeah. While he's holding his breath, I'm not really yeah. sure exactly how that mm-hmm. works. Um, the thing is, nothing happens to these people.
5: I think you know, it, it makes for a nice little quick campaign clip if you're running against them. It, it And it should. You know, showing and, a bunch of kids masked up with their heads down going into yeah. school and then hit hey, with the Super Bowl. Woo-hoo! Yeah,
4: I, I, I've seen a few people doing that. I wonder if it will resonate as much as I personally, I think it should.
5: I think so, too. Because I these, don't people, know. We'll
4: see. these people have been acting like they're above it all while yeah. also trying to tell people we're all in this together.
5: Why would they even consider Florida? Because that's the home of
4: multiple deaths. I know, right? That's, that's a people,
5: that's, yeah. Death Santis, right? I mean, he's he's carrying bodies up to the top of the mountain and dropping them into the fire. Yeah, he's
4: got COVID squads. They walk S- around and just get people sick.
5: It's all sacrificial, yeah. Yeah,
4: he's engaged in human sacrifice. Well, they they go there, of course, because they can have a large gathering.
5: Think, do what they want. Without yeah, masking. <laughs> Gee, and Florida's
4: a beautiful state.
5: God. But, oh, Jesus.
4: yeah, it is so frustrating. And I I, I I, really do hope, I hope people remember this. I know the CDC is out with updated guidance as far as masking in schools and whatnot. They've just decided to not prioritize raw case counts. They're looking at the, at the hospital system, yep. capacity, hospitalizations, things like that. Because the science has changed, even though it hasn't.
5: Right. Well, you, you brought this up two years ago. Yeah.
4: and, and, and You're and, looking
5: at the wrong things here.
4: They're only changing it because the polling is bad and they're looking around and they're like, "Okay, Democrats are in real trouble here. We cannot be the party of masking children or we cannot be the party of this. I hope that their cynical ploy does not pay off. And I general I genuinely believe most people are smarter than this than to see or than to fall for what this really is. I hope so. I do. I really do. Because while your kid had to wear a mask for eight hours a day, Mm -hmm. you had all these governors and mayors partying it up, living life as if nothing was changed. Right. They were wearing a mask at a podium, maybe. But that was about it. So uh, don't forget that. And don't let them get away with that. Nope. Because that that is something that we should not forget. And they should be, in an election, punished for that.
5: This show is going to do as best level best we can to use our platform to remind you of just who these people are.
4: There you go. Especially come November, it's it's basically the uh, we're all in this together award for people who we're not in this together. No, we're not. All right, time for Nimrod's in the news. When the going gets tough, damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Ian.
0: It's Nimrod's in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the
1: poorly educated. Uh
4: In the news, these are just bad people. Cops in Tennessee are looking for a group of women who robbed a 78-year-old lady while she was praying in church this oh,
5: week. Oh, gosh, I saw this video.
4: One asked to pray with her, and while she was distracted, the other woman was going yes. through her purse.
5: Just horrible Special people.
4: Special place in hell, man. You know, uh, yeah, see, I don't judge
5: people, but you're going straight
4: there, huh? Meanwhile, some idiot in New York broke into a police station this week, tried to steal stuff from the head cop's office. He tried to run when someone caught him in the act, but they arrested him before he made it out of the building. Pro tip don't try to steal stuff from a police station. I mean, unless it's a racial justice protest, in which right, case, exactly. apparently, right. you can. in some cities, you can burn it down what you want, with yeah. impunity. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show.